we'll be going through scripture, thinking about our faith, and preparing ourselves for the day. Stick around. everybody. Welcome to another day of Stress to the Nine. So glad to see you this morning as we get underway with our week. We're moving into chapter two of Galatians today. Uh, we will spend the rest of the week here. Uh, as a reminder, Paul is sort of arguing his case to the Galatians uh, over the past week. He is chastising them for deviating from the gospel, which he received directly from a revelation with Jesus and so here he's going to talk about, uh, continue to weave in his biography with his belief uh, about a very particular type of the gospel that he preaches to the Gentiles. So let's listen to the first six verses of chapter two this morning. Uh, we are splitting this passage in half and we will finish it tomorrow. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up in response to a revelation. Then I laid before them, though only in a private meeting with the acknowledged leaders, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles in order to make sure that I was not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not compelled to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. But because of false believers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus so that they might enslave us, we did not submit to them even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might always remain with you. And from those who were supposed to be acknowledged leaders, what they actually were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those leaders contributed nothing to me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Paul has gone to Jerusalem to make sure that the gospel he's proclaiming is legitimate. And specifically, it's a gospel that relates to a deviation from established Torah law, particularly circumcision. Not a sexy topic for the first thing in the morning, but there's just no way to talk about what Paul's work is without talking about his belief that you didn't have to be circumcised to be a Christian. So this is the deviation that we find between Jews and Gentiles in Paul's writings. So here he is. He's talking to the church leaders in Judea and Jerusalem, who almost all would have come from the Jewish branch of Christianity, making sure that they find his form of the gospel to be legitimate. They do. And he mentioned some spies who sought to enslave them. These would be people who absolutely believed that in order to be Christian, you had to maintain Jewish law. So that's the argument that's happening here. But I want to talk about something else this morning, and it's near the end of our passage. Paul says this, And from those who were supposed to be acknowledged leaders, what they actually were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those leaders contributed nothing to me. Paul's reiterating here that God shows no partiality. So he's quoting Deuteronomy, and I'm going to read that passage to you. It is Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17. So listen to this. This is what he's quoting. For the Lord your God is God of God. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, 
who is not partial and takes no bribe. So what he's saying here is that God isn't partial to our status. Uh, leaders, non-leaders, uh, God doesn't care. God is in the business of building a kingdom, in the business of building a people, and your status within that kind of body, within that people, uh, is irrelevant to the degree to which God cares about you. This is remarkable for us as Presbyterians because our entire system is based on this kind of idea of radical equality. We're designed in such a way where no one has power directly over other people, but instead it is shared and dispersed amongst all of us. So when Paul writes about this, that God shows no partiality, and he shouts back to Deuteronomy, what he's doing for the Galatians is reminding them that the leaders, neither the leaders in Jerusalem nor even he himself is preferred by God. God loves all equally, cares about the work of all equally, and is committed to the salvation of all within the church equally. So it's an interesting idea for us as we so desperately sometimes seek to establish kind of a hierarchy or a structure that this is not what God is particularly interested in, at least according to Paul. He portrays his visit to Jerusalem more as a courtesy and a check than he does as any sort of permission getting or seeking kind of um, seeking some sort of blessing from the leaders in Jerusalem. So we're going to finish this passage tomorrow, but for today... I think this idea that we remember that God is not partial, God shows no partiality, uh, is interesting. And we should spend some time today, perhaps, reflecting on that idea. Let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we continue to pray for the people of our nation. We pray for those who are afflicted by COVID-19. We pray for all who are angry, who are scared in these dangerous and difficult times. We pray for a spirit of peace, unity, and healing in our midst. We pray that as your followers, we would build our lives around love, sacrifice, and compassion. As we move through this day today, fill us with your spirit, guide us in all that we do, and give us the courage to be your faithful disciples through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, gang, that's our stress for the nine, stress to the nines for this morning. Uh, I will see you tomorrow, and Tasha will be back tonight. Until then, peace.